We're here with another episode of Conversations and Connections. We're the official podcast of the Family Crisis Center of East Texas. I'm Stuart Burson, the Prevention Coordinator for the agency. And with me today, I have Kim Brittle. She is our SANE nurse. And uh, February is Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month. And I wanted to uh, have Kim come in and just kind of talk a little bit about that topic and what she, uh, her experiences with that as far as uh, 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 working with kids. And uh, we'll kind of go from there. Kim, thanks you so much for coming out. I know you've been on the podcast before. Uh, kind of tell us first just a little bit about what your role is with the Family Crisis Center. You're a SANE nurse. What is that? Um, so I am the forensic nursing coordinator, and so my job is to care for um, victims who have um, have been through violence. So that would be from child abuse or any type of sexual abuse, um, intimate partner violence, teen dating violence. So um, that that is the patient population that I see. Okay. All right. Very good. So you know. A lot of people may not consider teens as really having to deal with relationship violence. You know, when we think about relationship violence, we think of adults mostly. Or, uh, but unfortunately, it's something that even a young person has to deal with. I think a lot of times people just may not realize some of the pressures our young people go through uh, when it comes to dating and relationships. And maybe relationships with teens these days are a lot more complicated than they used to be. Um, teenagers actually experience violence, um, I would say, on a spectrum that's comparable to adults. They have their own little subculture and um, with their peer groups. And so there's a lot of pressure um, to conform to those peer groups. So uh, their whole world is kind of, you know, at their school or in those events that they're involved in. And so when they are involved in violence, um, you know, sometimes, number one, they don't recognize it, but number two, they don't get out of it because that peer group may see that behavior as normal. And then they feel that pressure to maintain that relationship. Um, you know, their friends just mean everything to them when they're young. And so they don't want to lose all their friendships. Right. It, it's just, a, it's really difficult for teenagers. So when we talk about dating violence, how much of that involves... And, and this may just go through with just DV in general. Uh, it can be more than just physical violence hitting. How much of that really involves like sexual assault? Um, Percentage-wise, I'm really not sure. There is a lot of um, sexual violence. There is physical violence. There's emotional violence. Um, there's so many different elements. It's not just... Um, someone, you know, punching you. That's right. really what sometimes people still feel like family violence or intimate partner violence is. Um, but it's so much more than that. It really involves that power and control dynamic. Um, just like it does for adults, it also involves power and control in our teen relationships. Right. Um, does teen dating violence look different from relationship violence situations older adults may face? I know in general it is the same thing, but do the teens bring a unique, uh, unique situations? Maybe is what I'm looking at when it comes to relationship violence, or do you think it's pretty much the same as what an adult would face? Really, what we see is, you know, our children are not fully developed, right? Their brains are still developing. 
Um, so they're also, you know, they're growing and maturing and trying to become independent. There's also a lot of, of hormone factors going on, right, right, in their body. So they have a lot that's going on. Um, and, you know, and they're trying to develop into their own person. So they're not as open maybe with parents or caregivers as maybe they once were when they were little. So when they get into these situations that maybe they are not prepared for, where they feel like they are, you know, uh, maybe unhappy in their relationship, and, and even if they may not even recognize that as abuse, but they don't really know how to get out of it or how to deal with it. And so they just they, they just kind of stay in it. Um, and then, of course, there's that peer pressure to, to stay in that relationship, right? Everybody thinks, oh, this is a great girl or this is a great mm-hmm. guy. They wouldn't do anything like that. Um, but really, we know that they experience a lot of the same things. Um, they experience, you know, the stalking, the repeated phone calls, um, the threats, um, the, you know, you can't leave me, I can't live without you, or I'm going to hurt myself. You know, and all oh, those yeah. things are yeah. so, it's overwhelming for teens. And then if they don't have anybody to talk to, um it can lead to, um, you know, even them wanting to hurt themselves. It, mm-hmm. it, depression, anxiety, um, it, it can be it's just a huge problem. And I feel like if we don't get together as a culture and help help change the culture on what we what violence is and what we find acceptable as a society, then you know it's just going to keep getting worse, right? Because the kids are just a reflection of what they see adults doing. Yeah. And they're not isolated. Um, so we have to, um, you know, what is it that our culture says is acceptable? And, you know, that constantly changes. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, there's a lot of violence in in online and in games. And um, so it's almost to where we think that's normal. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I was going to kind of follow this up with what teen dating violence looks like, but we just kind of talked about that, really, you know, and I'm glad you did point out, you know, the facts that it, that dating violence is more than just physical abuse. You know, it can be so many other things that when we go out and we talk to the kids about. Right. Um, what can friends, family, and I want to say family, maybe especially parents look for? If they suspect uh, their friend or their child's relationships may not be that healthy or a healthy one, uh, what can a teen's peers look for? What can a parent look for uh, that may tell that something may not be right? I would say really um, pay attention to your kids, right? I know we all have busy lives and we're on our phones or we have meetings or we have things that we are doing, but we need to pay attention to what our kids are doing. When you notice a behavioral change or their, um, their grades are dropping or they're losing weight or um, they're not hanging out with their friends anymore or they're changing, you know, everything about, you know, who they mm-hmm. were, um, then those are red flags for you to look for. Um, you know, take that time. Ask them, you know, if things are going on or you know, what they may need help with, um, because maybe that will allow them to open up. Um, They may not come to you, so if you notice things are happening, you need to go to them. You know, maybe they've changed their whole friend group, um, you know, and what brought that on. So, uh, and know who their friends are. You know, where are they going? What are they doing? Um, It's not that you don't trust them, but you're there to protect them. Right, right. Okay. Um, 
Do you think relationship violence amongst teens is more common now than it used to be? I kind of made that comment, I think, at the, at, the top of the, at the top of the show. Do you think maybe it's more common now, or do you think we're just more attention is focused on it now? I think that could go either way. I do think there's more attention focused on it. Um, but I also think it's, it's probably always been around. Um, but I feel like just by what we accept as our culture changes that I feel like the violence is, has increased. I mean, there are so yeah. many things that we would not have accepted in the 50s, right, that mm-hmm. is just normal for us now. So, right. Um, right. Desensitization, right, yeah. occurs. Yeah, so. right. Um, do you think some parents or even schools may think that it can't happen to them? You know, I think I see that sometimes in communities uh, that we that we go out to. Oh, well, that doesn't happen here. That you know, or or that would never happen to my kid. My kid knows better, or my kid knows how to make good decisions. Absolutely, and you know that, and I know that because we talk to kids every year, and right. we know that. Um, it does. It happens in every community. It happens to every every gender, every socioeconomic um, group. Every it's everybody. It affects everybody. There's no one select group of people who are not affected by violence. Um, family violence is off the chain, um, and so so is teen dating violence. It's and it's. It can seem so overwhelming that they don't know really how to get out of it. And mm-hmm. then we see things like um, sexual assault may occur, um, and that's just them be- feeling pressured or coerced into doing things that they're not ready to do, um, and that's a huge problem as well. Well, that's what I was thinking about also, besides the violent sexual pressures today. I think, mm-hmm. you know, when, when we go out, we talk about or, or we see uh, educators talk about, you know, sexting. Uh, and things like that happening at an earlier and earlier age. You know, there's just more pressure on kids nowadays to want to feel like they got to uh, uh, engage in sexual activity before they're really ready, and I'm sure that plays a part in the relationship violence. Sure, absolutely. Well, sexting is, is what they call an epidemic. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's... I mean, how many schools have asked us to come in and talk to kids about sexting? I mean, many of them, because it is such a problem. And kids just don't realize all that goes along with that. And and so they're posting a picture, and they think they're just sending it to one person, and then they forward it, and then there's all those things that, um, you know, they can get in trouble at school. They, you know, lose their privileges. Plus, that photo's out there forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, you know, the embarrassment and... Um, and it's really, it's it can feel like a trap they can't get out of. Um, then you have, you know, suicide is one of the leading causes of death in young people, and um, and I feel like social media plays a role in that. Yeah. Um, so it leads to bullying. It just leads to a lot of of, of problems. Mm-hmm. Um, and we may have already kind of touched on this, but what can parents and educators do to? Uh, educate kids about this issue. You know, I know there's more mandates now in the state of Texas uh, from Austin that uh, schools are required in their health curriculum to talk about relationships and, and things like that. But is that, is that all we can do? What, I mean, as parents, as, as teachers, what can we do to make sure we get this point across to kids? 
Well, of course, we first want to just um, to educate, right? That's the first step. Let's educate, but also let's get kids involved. Let, let, let's have kid groups that um, lead their peers in, in better relationships. Let's educate them on relationships. So you know how kids are, like you can tell them no, and that almost makes them want to do it more. It's just that age yeah. that they're going through. And so, yes, we want to educate them, but, but we have to do more. Like we have to, as a society, we have to say this is, we are not going to tolerate this violence, right? We're just not going to tolerate this anymore. This is not healthy. Mm-hmm. So teach them what is a healthy relationship. You know, they don't even know. They're just learning exactly. about relationships. Right. You know, what, what right. is good? What is bad? You know, why should I be concerned um, that this person is trying to control me and, you know, doesn't want me to talk to my friends and, um, you know, is putting pressure on mm-hmm. me to do things. So Yeah. What is it about this topic that really lights a fire in your belly? You know, you just, I think you're kind of known, at least in, in our agency, for having a passion to educate and talk to kids about this topic about teen dating violence and sexual pressures and sexual violence. What, what is it about that that just really ignites you to want to talk to kids about this? Um, well, I love kids for starters. So I love kids, right? They're our future and, and our world will end without them. Right. So why, why wouldn't we want to help them? Why wouldn't we want to help them grow into, you know, healthy adults that have mm-hmm. healthy relationships? Like that's our future. Um, and I, of course, you know, I'm a sexual assault nurse. Um, so that's what I do primarily. Um, so, I mean, I see, I see the trauma that these things cause and um, to kids and there's a lot of healing that has to occur. And, um, you know, these adverse things that happen to them as kids can affect them lifelong, mm-hmm. um, you know, psychologically, but also physically. Um, so it's just really important, um, important that that we help our children. Yeah. Okay. Uh, any parting thoughts, parting words before we kind of wrap this up? Um, again, February's Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month. Um, you know, we, we have... Um, presentations lined up at various schools uh, throughout our coverage area. Um, Anything else that you can think of that we want to touch base on before we wrap it up? I would say don't turn a blind eye, right? Be aware of what's happening in your community. And, um, you know, if you do need a presentation, we are willing to come to to any any group. Um, So, uh, you know, just give us a call and um, we'll be there. Excellent. Thank you, Kim. As always, I appreciate it. And again, if you feel like you need the services of the Family Crisis Center, we do have our toll-free number. That's 1-800-828-7233. Be sure to subscribe to uh, Conversations and Connections. You can do that via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, any podcast service of your choice. And of course, I always like to end by saying if you'd like to make a donation to the Family Crisis Center, uh, go to our website, uh, FamilyCrisisCenterOfEastTexas.com. There at the bottom left, you'll see a donate button. You can click on that if you'd like to make a monetary donation to help survivors of relationship violence. Always be the voice, if not for you, for someone else. <laughs>